episode is brought to you by Balulu Studios. Balulu Studios is a small event space located at 3131 Bull Street in Savannah, Georgia. For more information, visit balulustudios.com backslash event space. Hi, hello, this is Kevin. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Ten Frame. In this episode, we had the pleasure of interviewing Ivy Wu, an artist and educator based in Atlanta, Georgia. As an abstract painter, Ivy primarily works with acrylic on stretched canvas. I find her artwork to be full of life and vibrancy. If you happen to be in the Atlanta area, be sure to check out one of Ivy's paintings included in the Gathered Six group exhibition at the Museum of Contemporary Art of Georgia. If you're unable to visit the show in person, you can still view the entire gallery space virtually by visiting mochaga.org. If you'd like to see what I've been up to, please follow me on Instagram at KevinWillPaint. Also check out Kelly's work on Instagram at KellyKThompsonArt. Ivy, thank you for taking some time to talk to us. We look forward to diving into uh, some of your process and just get to know you a little bit better. Um, so first off, can you let everyone know in our audience where they can find you? Thanks for having me. Um, of course. Yeah. It's um, great to see you. Good to see you. Um, it's getting dark um, in Atlanta. I'm located in Atlanta. And uh, usually people uh, get to know me from my Instagram. That is iv.wu. That is my last name. Wu.art. Um, and also... There's a link in Instagram that is my website is uh, uh, www.ivwoart.com. Okay. Awesome. So what do you make, Ivy? I know I've known you um, maybe for a year or so. I'm familiar with your work through SCAD. Um, but could you just talk a little bit about what you make and the medium and scale and some of those exciting things? Usually I make abstract painting. Um with uh, dynamic colors and uh, dynamic uh, composition. Mm-hmm. Uh, some it's of acrylic, them are, right? yeah, acrylic, but I also use oil if I think acrylic is not enough. Uh, for example, I just finished one painting, I think two months ago, it's called uh, When I Flew Above Himalaya. I use acrylic, but I don't think it's good enough. So I use oil on top of them. But if I think acrylic is sufficient, uh, it will only be acrylic and the varnishing. I usually usually I varnish three times on, on acrylic to to make it make the glue bonding stronger. Um, I actually I didn't I didn't know uh, how 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 long acrylic can last because it take me a very long time to switch from um, oil oil paint on um, artist to acrylic because I think uh, you know I can. I can make my work last for maybe hundreds of years with uh, oil. I don't know how how long acrylic actually can just last. So I I I'm a little bit I'm a little bit kind of like um, uh, reluctant to switch to that. Um, Are you referring to like the because, the the pigment, the color, the vibrant mm-hmm. nature of acrylic paint versus oil? Is that what you mean by it lasting? Lasting is because oil painting is uh tested and uh, experiment by people for hundreds of years. Yeah. So it's like uh, if I want my work to last longer after I die, maybe, 
So maybe oil is uh, is the is the material that has been tested and proved. I don't know, you know, how how long acrylic can last. So it, it, it took me a very long time to switch to oil to acrylic. Actually, it it is because um, it is because my painting is abstract and I put layer after layer on top of something else and I do glazing too, glazing too. So. If I use oil, it's just not you know fast enough to express myself. So I have to switch to acrylic eventually. But when I switch to acrylic, I pretty like it actually because it's like um, it's in between of oil and watercolor. It depends on which medium I use. If I use a very um, uh, if if I use a very I can use water basically. So it's it's like a watercolor. But if I can. I can use some like slow dry or fast dry acrylic medium, so it works like oil too. For those that don't know your work, you, I mean, you have multiple layers of paint, um, and they're beautiful. For me, I I wouldn't have the patience to. I wish that I could paint like you, but I don't have the patience or the um, ability just to make a, a vibrant mark, and then just let it be. I just have to keep fussing with things. So I love your work and the fact that it's very gestural and I can't imagine you doing that with oil paint. Like it needs, to me, it needs like fast drying, you know, materials to make that come across. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I switched to acrylic, actually. Mm-hmm. I, I did um, abstract work with oil before, I think uh, three years ago. And uh, it I can only put two layers because it just took me, you know, like forever to dry. Yeah. And uh, I can mix color and with oil. It's very subtle. Oil is very subtle. And I mix color and put on the canvas. But the, the way I do is to make glazing after glazing and see how things going on. It's not like uh, something I want to plan, but unpredictable. Mm-hmm. So it's much, much more interesting to do something unpredictable. I noticed that you get a lot of transparency in your paint strokes as well. Do you thin your acrylic down to get that where you where you get the color show through? Or is that with, do you use mediums to get a kind of a glazing technique similar to oil? I use, uh, I actually, I play with heavy body acrylic if I want things to look solid. But I dilute them a lot with acrylic medium if I want them to make look like a translucent. And sometimes if I want to make it translucent, I just put a little bit of paint with a lot of medium and just paint, you know, see how things going on. If it's not sufficient, sometimes I need to paint five times waiting for it to dry. Use my dryer mm-hmm. <laughs> if it's urgent, like a hair dryer or something. Urgent. Yeah, hair dryer. Uh-huh. If it's not urgent, I just let it to dry and uh, look at it to think. So thinking actually take me a long time, but doing actually doing put on paint, it's it's less time. It's like less time than thinking. And most of the work that you do is is it large? It seemed like you had some larger pieces in there. Do you work mostly at a large scale? Right. Um, I I like large scale the best. Uh, I have to say that because um, I have an idea and if you make it into large scale and I can just uh, play with that a lot, um, I can just uh, have a conversation with this painting for a long time, maybe two to three weeks. 
Um, so if it's large, so like at the back, this one is like a 60 inches. So if I doing this kind of scale, uh, actually I will allow myself to spend two or three weeks on that. Um, but someone tell me that we don't have space for large scale paintings. Okay, I'll make it smaller. So recently I tried to make a smaller one, like 30 inches or 24 inches. But the, my, my favorite one is always the last largest, uh, large one. So if we call the large one is the gesture work and the small one, I don't know how to describe them actually. It's very much like a mm, derivative to the large scale painting, but I still use the same kind of technique, but in a very small way. So I I kind of like invented a new word recently to describe my smaller work. What I is call it, it a wrist, wrist <laughs> What is it? Wrist, uh, wrist yeah. Like a, a wrist, wrist yeah. So I didn't find this word in vocabulary, in, in dictionary. Mm -hmm. Actually, I just invented that by myself because I cannot find a better way to describe my smaller works. That's great, wrist girl. Um, yeah. Ah, like it. And yeah, because people know this work is gestural. So how do how do I, I mean this the smaller work like twenty four like this big, it's not gestural, because uh, most of the time I just put it on table and to do things on table, so it's not gestural and um, but it's still very like um, intuitive, um, so I cannot find a better word to describe it just to use it temp. Temporarily, like a ritual. So you're currently showing a piece in the Mocha Gathered Six show, and I think you have another show coming up, or it's it just recently went live. Can you talk a little bit about that yeah. show? Yeah, I I will have a show in uh, Gallery One Hundred in Atlanta downtown, mm -hmm. and it's open two days later, um, December the seventh. Um, okay until early February. So it's two months. Um, so how um, many pieces are there? It's, it's I think it's 11 pieces. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. There, It's a mixture of larger works and smaller as well. That's right. Yeah. It is a solo show. Yeah. Yeah. It is a solo show. Right. Great. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, I will have another one, but it's a group, group exhibition, uh, in Holly's gallery in new york in march awesome after That's the great. Show. i saw i saw some info that you had online about your relationship with hollister is it are they your representation in new york uh i don't think it's so formal actually it's just a group exhibition okay yeah it took me a long time to be noticed by them is is new york a place that that you visit do you go there on the regular or is that somewhere you've lived no actually I'm, i didn't i didn't go there very often but i have friends in new york um and alumni too like uh hussein pala uh he's our alumni in mm -hmm. scad and he is also a abstract gesture painter so i'm a big fan of him um New York is uh, some some place that is very attractive to me. Um, I'm thinking about to moving there, but I have family living in Atlanta with my uh, husband and kids, so my life is here. Mm -hmm. So sure. I try to go there um, sometimes, but it's not very often. 
And I also have um, some um, artist friends and also like gallery contacting with me in Shanghai. So Shanghai is my hometown actually. So I have a gallery represent my work in Shanghai. It's called Weiling Contemporary Gallery. Um, but it just it just a start. We just start a relationship in summer. So let's see. Congratulations. That's great. You know, a lot of things happened here recently for you, right? You finished the SCAD graduate program and now you're teaching at Kennesaw State, correct? Kennesaw State, yeah. Kennesaw State University and the College of Art. Talk a little bit about the transition from student to teacher. Was that something that came natural? Were you? Is that something you were seeking out when you um, were getting your degree or how did that come about? In the in a graduate program, we have uh, two internship, and I choose to teach an internship. So I teach on um, oil painting, and also teach. Um, so I also taught um, basic like a foundation like a drawing. Uh, so I had kind of have like a two semester experience in teaching. I was seeking for a teaching job opportunity, but it's it's a part time. It's a part-time teaching job. It's not full-time. So I must do, I, I'm still a full-time painter um, because this is my dream to create, actually. Um, but it's very, very, actually, it's very, very fun to um, to interact with younger people than me because, I, because I'm 42, actually. So I kind of like, uh, they are 20-ish. <laughs> when, I, when I'm talking with them, I... I feel a lot of things just like um, uh, remind me of the time when I was in college, and I didn't actually I didn't in I didn't in art school when I was in undergrad. Um, I I learned pharmaceuticals and economy, so I didn't know like uh, what is the um, undergraduate uh, program look like. So your background Before is in economics. I, yeah, pharmaceuticals and oh, economy. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's yeah, awesome. So now art uh, is your medicine, correct? Right. <laughs> I think I think yeah. that's a that's a totally natural progression, you know, moving from medicine and pharma and right into art. I think that's perfect. It's natural because I I also learned anatomy when I was in undergrad, <laughs> like anatomy. But you know, we still need to learn anatomy when when we were doing the drawing lesson. So yes, some something, and uh, I play with um chemical medium a lot, mm -hmm. like uh you know just to pull this medium and with that medium together to see how things going on. So it's very natural for me to do this kind of like a uh, playful experiment in my work. <laughs> Nice. Uh, oh, by the way, I, I haven't finished that the teaching experience. Um, the students is amazing, actually, actually. Uh, and I and I find that um, what they what they think and what they what they focus in, in the creation is very, very different uh, uh, as my abstract painting. Actually, they are very different. They are more like a, a interesting in animation, you know, something more just digital younger. Yeah. Something that they can um, design on the phone. I found that I have younger children. Not they're not younger. They're they're college and just a little bit out of college age, and it's amazing what they can do. They can they can edit video right on the phone. Definitely a little bit of a. It's not as immediate. You know, you're you're kind of separated a little bit from the art. I'm interested to hear what you think about the students and how they interact with the with such a 
a visceral medium like paint or clay or, you know, whatever you're working with as opposed to, you know, the digital interface. Is that um, a hard, is that I a hard transition for them? What I taught is foundation. So it's joint class mm -hmm. in this semester. So I still teach them foundations, actually. <laughs> they don't, I mean, some of them are very interesting to learn, learning the technique, this kind of like practicing skill. Some of them are a, lot, a little bit like, oh, I cannot focus for three hours, you know. But <laughs> but overall, because I, I, maybe I, I can say that I saw more works than they do. I can I have overall like a better knowledge, uh, so I I can I can tell them what is the problem in your work, and uh, we have like a five project and uh, thirteen small weekly exercise in this whole semester. So it's like uh, eighteen works to do. Um, the previous one are all the foundation and the basics and in every aspect uh, of drawing, but the final work. Uh, I call it capstone work. Actually, I want them to be a real artist, to thinking about in a in a artist way and make their own work um, based on all the skills we have learned in the in the previous fourteen weeks to focus the final two weeks on the formal. I mean the final works. So I hope they can learn something from me. But I also learn a lot from them. Yeah, that's the great part about teaching, or one of them. You know, you're learning a lot from them as, as they are from you at the same time. That's right. Yeah. So I'm sure that they have a different musical, like, vibe than what you're interested in. I'm assuming that. Um, what what kind of music do you listen to? I sometimes just play some, like, a playlist, dynamic playlist, this yeah. kind of thing, or R&B, like, a, a Bossa Nova. And they, they actually, they listen to... I mean, the student listened to some other music. I was trying to draw a parallel, so, and I was not able to. Sorry. <laughs> I, I was getting it, yeah. but yeah, I understand. Maybe Kelly saying. can word a question that's better than what I just did. Uh, do your students influence your musical taste at all? Do they bring new things that you are like, oh, wow, that's kind of cool. I'll listen to that. Or I'm sure if you're playing something in class, you know, you're, you probably rub off on them as well, but I'm interested in like when my kids have stuff playing, I always try to kind of dig into it a little bit. Um, um, I'm not like a, you know, very up to date kind of listener to, so to pop music. We always ask but, people that we interview Ivy, um, what kind of music they listen to in the studio. And I was miserably failing at trying to draw a, a thread between the conversation about your students influencing, you know, your work and vice versa. They and... listen to different music, but they never share with me. I didn't ask them, like, what music are you listening to? I can ask next time, but... Yeah. So the most recent song I'm listening now is uh, Rocky Man's Orange Coffee. Uh, I like it this song very much. Right on. More specifically, like, what's the, the noise? What's the sound in your studio? That's the root of what I was trying to get at, but... Do you listen yeah, to music or the, podcasts or is it quiet? No, it's noisy. It's like a dynamic sound. Yeah, if you search, I don't know, uh, do, you, do you like a Rocky Man's Orange Coffee? If you search that, it, this is the 
this is a very typical type of music I'm listening. Uh, gotcha. If I search that and the, I listen to YouTube, actually, so YouTube will recommend me a lot of music similar to that. You know, they have a playlist and I just uh, click yes. So <laughs> The AI <laughs> is uh, profiling you. Not very picky in music, actually. <laughs> so do you travel um, back to Shanghai at all? Is that when you go back, um, do you take your materials with you when you do? Or is that something you just kind of separate from um, your artistic practice? Oh, I didn't bring anything with me. Uh, oh, but this time, because I have a gallery to cooperate, so I just roll up some painting for them, and they just make the stretch bar. But I don't bring material. I bought material in Shanghai. Um, I stay in Shanghai for two months in summer. Um, and I bought the local materials. And I find local material is not exactly the same acrylic for example, as I as I got in the States. Um, the States material is very much bright in color, bright and dynamic, I mean, very high saturation. But I, when I bought exactly the same material, same name in Shanghai, it's very muted. Um, so it makes my painting look very much muted. And it, it explains, actually, when I see some exhibition in Shanghai, it explains that why they're painting look much more much more muted than mine because mine is very just you know if I can use the exact exact color that is just squeezed out of the tube I use this color except for that it is not the color I want so I mix with some other color but in Shanghai it's kind of like uh, even if I squeeze them out of the tube it still look like a little bit muted and so I use the material in Shanghai and I change my style a little bit yeah, I never even thought about that. I guess, you know, if you're, because your palette is so saturated and vibrant, you know, if you were just using material from the States as opposed to what, you know, what you can get in Shanghai, that's a good marketing tool for you right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think it makes sense because uh, when I took my painting there, um, there was like a, oh, I never see this kind of style before. <laughs> I, I noticed too, it, and I know that, I don't know if this is really relatable or not, but some of the images that I saw had kind of a graffiti. I noticed some characteristics, uh, stylistic characteristics from graffiti or graffiti art. Does that come into your mind at all when you're when you're doing um, when you're painting, or is there any reference from street art? in your in your work mm, not exactly but i admire uh, hussein pala's work very much and hussein pala did a lot of graffiti before before that uh, now he he did everything like painting and mural um but for that he was very much like a graffiti artist but i i am like uh, I, mean, I think my well first uh, i i I did a lot of like uh, a realism when I was training, when I was in the training process, actually. I did um, use small little brushes to do the subtle changes of skin tone. I did that too, actually. I just don't like it. <laughs> so I think if I don't like it, I, why I just waste my time and life doing that, right? So I just uh, I just uh, stopped doing that. Um, I mean, I, I did that, I think maybe two years or three years. I just stopped doing that because I realized this is not my style. And uh, 
it's not like graffiti exactly. It's like uh, calligraphy, uh, mm-hmm. more actually, because um, because my my first language is Mandarin, so it's like a character calligraphy I was doing for a very long time, and when I was younger, um, when I was in elementary school, so it's in late eighties, um, like seven or eight years old. So when I was in elementary school, uh, the computer is was not popular at that time. So we need to write actually uh, the calligraphy by ourselves, and we have a class like a bamboo brush, bamboo brush calligraphy. Um, like one hour a day, we practice one hour a day bamboo brush. It's very just intuitive. It's very free when you use the bamboo brush. It's very much like painting actually. So in a traditional kind of like ink painting, um, they, they don't they don't define like they don't separate very much like uh, what what is calligraphy, what is painting. They they're combined actually. Painting is calligraphy, calligraphy is painting. So that is in my muscle memory. Um, because uh, my teacher and my mom, uh, when I was in elementary school, they just told me that you have to be a good. Uh, uh, calligraphy artist to show people your writing is good uh, to become a better scholar in the in the future. So they, they tell me to do that. Um, but you know, later on, uh, when I was in junior high school and a senior high school, the computer, you know, they just become more popular and people just don't write by their hands. But when I was younger, I I was trained to do that. So when I do the abstract painting, I use a lot of calligraphy line. If you can see. With yeah. bamboo brush, and I it's very natural. It just it just part part of my habit in do, early life. Do you continue to use bamboo brushes, or are you using like acrylic or synthetic brushes? Uh, bamboo brush is that you if you do calligraphy, you mm-hmm. you use that. But the feeling is the same actually. I have bamboo brush like sumi brush, and I also have the flat, uh, filber, um brush right, yeah. but painting is acrylic I yeah see. i read that you you talked about your mother you know trying to get you or to instill in you that that you needed to practice your calligraphy um to help your your educational experience you also mentioned that she was an influence in your artistic foundation as well talk a little bit about that how how did your mom influence or or encourage your artistry but yeah, my mom. My mom uh, loves art very much. Um, so she's she's retired now. Uh, she's living in Shanghai with my dad. My parents just they don't like the you know the new environment, and they are older, like at seventy. So they prefer to stay in their own city. So I I go there to see them occasionally. And my mom loves art um, since I was very young. Um, <clears throat> she was working for a trading company. The company is uh, doing exportation of uh, art and uh, craft, like uh, Christmas ornament to the States and like a uh, small, like uh, wooden horses and soldiers, like a uh, nutcracker, you know, they just, you, you can name it, all these kind of interesting decorations and arts. So the company is a trading company and she's she was working there. Uh, when, I, when I visit her in summer and uh, like winter holidays, you know, when I was out of school and I just go there to play and I see a lot of art actually in her company. So, and she, she, uh, she 
she made the house the beautiful. She made a little like a tablecloth to decorate a table, and she uh, she needed some sweater for me, and she uh, she wove the little like a flower and the animal on the sweater. I remember one of the sweaters she made is like a huge sunflower on my chest, like Van Gogh sunflower. So she she made me feel like art is very close to me. Um, and uh, so when I was a little bit older, I think um, in junior high school, so I said, mom, I want to learn more about art. So I went to uh, Shanghai University's College of Art to learn uh, color theory, sketch and gouache. Uh, for years, actually, just every weekend, I bring my small easels and a portfolio and just go there to learn. So my mom, uh, my mom always encouraged me. Um, but but I was very into that because I can paint overnight in my room. And my mom was like, knock my door. Hey, it's time to sleep. But besides that, she was very, very encouraged to my art. And I'm still, I mean, she's still sending me messages sometimes telling me that uh, the work you just made is very good. And I like this color. Oh, that, that is so beautiful. Sometimes when I was very inconfident about my work, she always encouraged me actually. So yeah, my, my, yeah, my mom had influence on my work. <laughs> it's good to have that family support. It's awesome. So <clears throat> I guess we've covered a, f- a lot of things. You, you have a couple of shows going on. People can find you at Ivy Woo on Instagram. I really appreciate you taking the time to spend with us and telling us about your artwork. Yes, thank you so much. very much. We appreciate it. And we encourage everyone to come and, and check out your work and hopefully get to see some of it in person if they're in New York or um, and when they get to Atlanta and um, you know maybe even Shanghai. Keep connected with um, some... Um alumni that is in Shanghai too because they just back there actually mm-hmm. um yeah we we still have a connection like it's just like Instagram but we use WeChat actually um so we still see each other's work from time to time and when I see some gallery that is uh, more suitable to them actually because mine is abstract work mm-hmm. um some some gallery like more narrative work so I will introduce them. Um, and I'm also interested to use, I mean, I'm also interested to interested to uh, exhibit in Savannah. Are you both in Savannah? Yes. We are. Yes. Yeah. Both of us graduated recently. I finished in August, and uh, Kevin finished up in in uh, in the springtime. And we're we're both here. Kevin has actually has a little gallery called Balulu Studio, and he has some open um, some some group shows and I don't know if there's anything coming up in the near future, but, uh, we'd love to have a piece of yours. I'm sure he would, Definitely. um, in the, sh- in the show, I would, uh, encourage you to, um, follow him and, and, uh, maybe even the gallery. You mm-hmm. have an Instagram here for the gallery. Yeah. It's Bululu Sav on Instagram. Um, but yeah, that would be, we'd love to have you in Savannah too. If, uh, if you make it down this way. Yeah, keep your eyes fantastic. keep keep your eyes open, and I'll definitely reach out to you um, in twenty twenty four. The gallery is very small and very new, so we have a lot to um, learn. And but I'll definitely keep you in mind and reach out to you. 
I mean, group group exhibition is just like less pressure and a lot of chat with friends. Mm -hmm. It's like party. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're looking for a spot, we also do uh, event rental spaces also. So even your students, if they were looking for gallery space in Savannah. Well, yes, I, definitely, because Savannah is my is 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 Scat's uh, campus. Yeah, West exactly. campus. Yeah. Yep. All right, Ivy. Thank you very much for talking with us, and uh, we hope to see you in person, whether it's here or in Atlanta. And um, definitely keep in touch online. We're, we're we'll we'll do the same. Yeah, I hope to see you at the closing ceremony for Gathered. It's the thirteenth of January, right? So if, yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm about to say that at two actually. So we'll be there too, Kelly. Maybe you can just join us. I yeah. will. I will definitely do my best to be there for sure. Yeah. All right. Until then, Ivy, it was great talking to you. I appreciate your time. Best of luck. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Best right. of luck too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.